Welcome to a Couch Divided podcast. My name is Nick. Alongside with me, as always, the wonderful Dr. Robin Hall. How are you doing, Robin? I'm excellent. <laughs> we got to get the giggles out because I just messed, I messed up the intro before we recorded this one. This time you did it perfectly, <laughs> but I kind of wish that, I kind of wish that. We had just yeah, yeah the blooper. The, yeah, I the, got it. It's recorded. So, <laughs> but I pressed I pressed stop really quick. So yes, he did. It doesn't yeah. have our last. While but. I was like doing that thing where you don't make any noise, but because you're laughing so hard, you like can't <laughs> hilar it. And I hardly ever mess up the intro. <laughs> so, and she reason why she's laughing not because I messed it up. People stumble over their words all the time. But I, uh, my, my explanation was that I tripped over my beard. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> it went in right into my mouth. So he like, he's like, he really does not ever mess up the intro. <laughs> like, I can't even remember a time when you yeah. messed up the intro. Yeah. Like, I, I know we might have recorded it a couple of times when, like the first yeah, episode that what, we ever did. When we first drew out the, the catchphrase or, yeah. the, or the, the intro and I was trying to figure out what to say, yes. Long then, ago yeah. in our, our origin. But I'm professional now. <laughs> well, he <laughs> just, sort of. he's really good at the intro, right? It, it rolls off his tongue quite easily, <laughs> yeah. like 99.9% of the time. But then he looks at me and like, I at this point, I am not laughing because eh, we all, like I trip over my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> I was just telling Nick, like I, this week has been crazy for that. Like yeah. I just kind of am mumbling like yeah. combining words that don't need to be combined, yeah. you know. Uh, but then he goes, it was like, as soon as I opened my mouth, <laughs> my beard, I like tripped over my beard. It like went right in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, um, it was a, it was really, it had to be there kind of moment. Well, and I, th- I feel like that gave me such a glimpse into like the, cartoon picture that you've got running in your head which we all have that yep all of us each one of us has that um and i just got to see yours (laughs) (laughs) a little bit like yeah it's it's funny because i i I tripped over my beard i I keep imagining like a lawnmower like getting caught in the or like the the propeller getting caught and stuff like that's how it felt Uh and it was cartoonish Because I'm not actually picturing a longmore. I'm picturing an animated yeah, thing. It yeah, it is cartoonish. That is yeah. kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not if you don't imagine things like a cartoon sequence, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Um, but some of us weirdos speaking of see lo- pictures like that. Speaking of lawnmowers or maybe oh. weed eaters, I was driving down the freeway the other day, Sunday going to church. Oh, yes. I got to tell you this. I, I, so, uh, I, and I, I think I, I told you briefly, I was driving down the freeway and about maybe 10 minutes from church and something bounces off of somebody's it, car, like Final Destinations, just coming right at me. <laughs> and it looked like a lawnmower thing or a weed eater. I don't know what you call those blades. The prolate, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 it I think was that's what huge. they're called. Yeah, blade. Or a blade, yeah. 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 It was huge, and it was coming right at me, and I could not swerve out of the way because of the cars next oh to me. Oh, my gosh. When, okay. Yeah. I, like, when you first, when you told me this story at church, for some reason, I did not imagine a blade-type thing coming at you. I imagined, like a, like, a big, heavy, you know those old like sprinkler heads, like a big hunk yeah. of metal. Well, that's kind of what it was, but the that that holds the blade in there. I don't oh, know if they had oh, the blades okay. in there, but that's the only way I could describe it. it it's just some, whatever encapsulates the b- blades, whatever. Yeah, some you know. hunk of metal. And it comes right at me, and I think it's going to hit my windshield. Yeah. Because just rocks have been pelting my windshield oh my gosh, for the really... last few weeks. Just Oh. And you want to see a Christian get really angry. I'm really good at, like, traffic and everything <laughs> like that. But every time I tra- <laughs> every time I travel down the road, I hear this dick, and I'm I'm, I'm like son of a, <laughs> and then it, it's just this nice little chip right in my window, and there's like five of them now within no. the past like month. Yeah, it all it comes it rains and it rains like that. Anyways, this thing comes <laughs> these kind of things comes at me. It doesn't hit my windshield, but it strikes my tire, and mm. I just got all four of them replaced. It strikes my tire. 
It explodes. <laughs> it just explodes. I hope it, you guys are all imagining this like yeah. a cartoon since we put that little earworm out. And I'm calm. I'm like, Ugh. which is crazy because you were on the freeway. Yeah, and yeah. We have a lot of people that listen yeah. that live here in the valley and they know how crazy. Oh, yeah. are. But people very, very regularly go. I mean, I don't know how fast you were going, but like between 75 and 80 on a 65. I was in the right lane. So I was going about 65 to 70. So at least he was in the speed limit. I don't know why I was there. Um, I was just there. You know, I was just driving. That's where you were driving. I was just driving slow. And uh, I got off the uh, the freeway. It was the peace of the Lord, the calm of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, because what happened is, and I didn't sputter out of control. I just got off the freeway and I uh, I took it right off the, uh, uh, the exit there and, and, Notice my car, yeah. Uh, Notice my car started rumbling, and I'm like, "All right, it's flat." I was thinking the worst because maybe the the front, you know, the the grill and everything like Like that was going to be destroyed, but it wasn't. It it just struck my tire, Um, and my hubcap. I don't know where it's at, so I don't know what happened behind me. So I hope I didn't cause anything Uh, happen behind me. No one followed me, so. Oh man, (laughs) I mean, I really, yeah. Let's pray that nothing. Yeah, yeah. I started because my dad asked me about that, and I'm like. I don't know because I don't know have the hubcap anymore. Thanks, Dad, for yeah. reminding me of another thing I should yeah. be concerned about. I pull over <clears throat> and I'm like, "All right, I got to change my tire." So I get ready to change my tire, and a homeless guy walks up as I'm on the phone. I'm not sure if I have a jack, so I called my buddy. I was like, "Hey, did you go to church yet? Can you stop here and give me a jack because I don't have one?" Well, I ended up having one. I found one in the uh, uh, in the back of my car. And um, I started <laughs> started preaching the gospel to this homeless guy <laughs> as I'm changing the tire, and I'm he doesn't know that I run a, a, an addiction ministry. I actually paid him to to finish the tire up and everything like that, and I used that as an example that uh, you know if you don't work, you don't eat. You can work. Right. Let me get you off the streets. I have the resources. As I'm doing this, it was kind of amazing because. I'm traveling down the street. All of a sudden, something hits my tire, and then I'm preaching the gospel and lecturing a man about getting off the street <laughs> as I'm doing this. And I'm like, yeah, life is exciting, and, and I believe that's why the Lord put me in the right lane to go slow and <laughs> and to gain peace, you know what I mean? Because so it would have been a disastrous if I was in the the... the the left lane, all the, you know, all the way over speed. Or, well, you know, it could have past, been, you know, in the past. Lane. The, I mean, any, really any part of what happened could have been much more yeah. mm-hmm. catastrophic. Um, but can I just like tell you the difference between you and me? <laughs> what would you do? Um, so guys, this, this happened, right? Like he gets this weird unidentified metal object flying off a truck, hitting his tire, blowing the tire out while he's going 65, 70 miles an hour. He, he calmly lilts to the right to get off the freeway. And then while changing his own tire, takes the opportunity to give the gospel to a guy that walks up to him, which of course, like I would never expect. I told him, I was like, you think this is a coincidence that you (laughs) run into a a Christian that uh, runs a homeless and addiction ministry as he uh, needs his tire changed. I'm like, hmm, so he, all of it gets done. You tidy it up. You pay the guy. You've given him the gospel. Mm-hmm. You pray for him, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then he comes to church. Yeah. Because I saw him like, what, 30 minutes after that. He was very late. You were late to church. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I you, you said the homeless guy <laughs> came to church. He no, didn't no, come no, to not church. not homeless. No, yeah, Nick. yeah, yeah. No, I did. Yeah. So let's, can we just, uh, can we just go over how it probably would have gone for me? <laughs> okay metal object flies off car yeah hits me in the tire i scream like there is probably a very audible (laughs) scream um toby might then be upset if he's in the car um i then feel the car start to shake right like the the way your car shakes when a tire blows like the Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i continue screaming it's probably not a screech anymore now it's just like a Mm. i get off the freeway a i i get out of the car i panic touch toby's face to make sure he's okay right like every mom and then i'm like oh my gosh my tire (laughs) 
my tire. It's, it's Niagara Falls. <laughs> and yeah. I will probably be crying yeah, at this yeah. point. Um, not because I'm helpless, but because I'm mad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just irritated with the whole. Mm-hmm. I was on my way to my happy place, church, and I got nailed by this mm-hmm. metal object. Right. Because that sinner in front of me yeah. didn't tie it down properly. Um, then a homeless guy approaches me. <laughs> then I get back in my car and I lock all the doors. Yeah. That's so I, what I'm not saying is that I don't share the gospel with people when given the opportunity. I'm just saying like my brother in Christ here sitting next yeah. to me, it's, it is a ministry. He does. I just feel like yeah, I'm used to if the, the striking yeah. difference between men and women, it wasn't yeah. illustrated. In I, that, I was getting ready to say that. I was like, right, it, in it's, that it's example. Yeah. And I'm perfectly capable of changing my own tire, yeah. but I'm telling you right now, I, in that moment, I can feel how the sin, the sin of overindulging my own emotional experience would have taken yeah. over. Like, oh, I'm such a victim. This happened to yeah. me, you know? And now I can also tell you, I probably would have turned around and gone home. So there was a temptation. To go home. And I had to sit there and process it before I even uh, went to church real quick. Because in the past two weeks... And this actually flows into some of the topic that we were talking about today, and we'll get to that in just a second, and you'll see why. Mm -hmm. But in the past couple weeks, uh, there's been some trials in my life, too, as well. Uh, Scheduling issues, sicknesses, all all, all that stuff. And it just seems like sometimes, you know, when it rains, it pours, right? Right. It all comes at you at once. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. And my initial thought was... (sighs) I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> like for reals. And I was a little, I was angry, you yeah. know, I mean, I wasn't like infuriated upon, no, or but anything. like put upon, you're yeah. exasperated. Um, but what calmed me down, um, because I got, I just got all four of these tires changed. They were expensive. Right. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't afford you know, another tire or anything. I can't afford anything. And I also can't afford to have my car ruined. And so I didn't know what my car looked like before I got out. And I was thinking the worst and I got out and I just saw the tire. I go, okay, it's only one tire. I have a donut. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'll go to church. It Mm -hmm. it takes me five, 10 minutes to change this tire. You know what I mean? Well, and so like you, like you're saying, there's such a temptation when stuff actually goes wrong. Yeah. To self-pity. Yeah. And this is what God was doing, too, as well, because I was on the phone, and then this homeless guy approaches me. And he starts talking to me on when I'm on the phone. So now I have the, okay, I got to change my tire. I'm on the phone, and uh, a homeless guy is talking to me. All at once. And I, I, I just kept going. I'm like, yeah, 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 man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm on the phone. Hold on. Stay right there. Stay right there. Stay right there. <laughs> because... I, I immediately I go, okay, this is kind of my ministry here. I can't mm-hmm. shoo him away. It's just a tire. I've already sessed like that, mm-hmm. that I'm fine and I still go to church. So anything else is actually the rage in me yeah, <laughs> if yeah. I do anything uh, outside of that. Now, like anything would be, everything right. else would be sin. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, I think in society that we get like, well, that's a normal reaction. And I go, you know, to get angry or maybe even go back home. And that is a normal reaction. But that is the problem <laughs> that is, is sure. that it's normal. No, no, right. I think so. So there's a, there's a humanness, yeah. right? To yeah. React that's a like better that. word. Yeah. That's but I think, um, and I don't think that like feeling frustrated necessar- no, is necessarily sinful. I think no. it can be sinful, yeah. but I don't think that there's an inherent sinfulness to the feeling. Yeah. But if you, if you choose to yeah. indulge it, yeah. which, hi, I'm Robin. I'm guilty of that every sure. single day of my yeah. life yeah, in, in moments. Yeah. But if I choose to indulge it, that's when it becomes sinful. Yeah. When I let it control, right, yeah. whether or not I'm being obedient to Christ. Yeah. And, and, and this. And, okay, so, uh, like, my even in my, like, hypothetical, like, as a woman, I'm probably not talking to a guy I don't know. Right. Like, yeah, like I'm not going out on the street by myself doing homeless ministry. Right. I'm not doing it. So I'm experienced in that. Yeah, if yeah. there was if a guy approaches my car, I'm yeah. I'm just not going to be stupid. Right. Right. So I do think that, again, inherently there's like the situation is different. You're mm-hmm. a man. This is a ministry that you do. Mm-hmm. If I were in that circumstance, I don't think that it would be sin to be yeah. safe. <clears throat> um, 
Now, what's interesting about this, and again, it goes back into the topic uh, that we're going in today, the course of sanctification throughout my uh, seven years with Christ, only seven years, right? I mean, um, and uh, still, you know, young in the eyes of, you know, Christ or anybody. Babies, yeah, babies. Yeah, yeah. And well-versed in theology and all that stuff, that came later. But I would have took that thing that hit my car in that first year as some kind of sign or as some kind of weird existential meaning. Right, right. Um, because of, first of I all, sh- I shouldn't go to church. Yeah, yeah. God is telling me to go home and yeah, things like that. right, right. And uh, you, would have ex- you would have assigned meaning right. to it that it didn't have. And I didn't have any resilience. I was a whiner. Yeah. It, like it was. Just, and then plus, you know, my head hurt all the time. And, yeah. uh, you know, voices from drug addiction and things like that, too, as well. And so I had bad theology and mental health issues. <laughs> and I had to endure all of that. And to be honest, I wasn't discipled. I had to fight for theology and reading and things like that. Um, I'm not saying that there weren't men that cared about me. There were. There was accountability somewhere. Um, But if I didn't go through those rough alone times um, and kind of straightened everything out and and find the truth and find reality, I don't think that I would have been built for that situation. Mm -hmm. And this was, well, I just said it, bad theology was in me too Mm -hmm. as well, to think that everything was a meaning, everything was a sign, everything was a spirit. Right. And things like that. And so right. that's the topic that we have uh, uh, for you today, which is right. bad theology hurts people. And we'll get into that. <laughs> so I, th- so. Um, yeah, I feel like this episode's already a lot more like a conversation, which is what, I mean, we, all of our episodes are conversations, yeah. but this is not, we have not. This is not research. This based. isn't research yeah. based the way a lot of our stuff is. This um, is our experiences. Um, And the re- it's kind of an impromptu, like we have a, we have a schedule, an episode recording schedule laid mm-hmm. out um and this is an impromptu we got some terrific guests for you coming up well. oh my coming gosh we can't even well. i'm not gonna release it. that right no now, no no so, it's yeah. it's so exciting though yes um yes but uh both of us um me specifically in the last couple of weeks have mm-hmm. just had some extra extra some like meta experiences with the rotten fruit that comes from bad theology Mm. and so this is going to be we've decided like an ongoing conversation that we have whenever we feel like we need to talk about it Mm. (laughs) um and it's going to start with like our own personal experiences of how having like not understanding scripture correctly Mm -hmm. um being poorly discipled Mm -hmm. consuming terrible mm-hmm. terrible media especially like content from people who claim to be christians who are not christians mm-hmm. or who are christians but are very poorly discipled themselves by the world mm-hmm. because they're consuming terrible crappy content mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um I just this discussion as a like how do we hold ourselves account ultimately right like the mm-hmm. question where asking everyone is like how do we hold ourselves accountable to make sure that we are understanding scripture correctly Mm -hmm. that we are submitting ourselves to eldership Mm -hmm. that are like good Mm -hmm. can protect us and disciple us well Mm -hmm. right and where is bad fruit from poor theology manifesting in my own Mm -hmm. life because it will and nick and i are both even even though we would still be considered like baby Christians over the course of like eternity. Yeah, yeah. Neither both of us are at least elementary school Christians Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, We have we still have lots of roots of this in our own lives that Mm -hmm. like we don't even we're not even aware of. And the Lord promises Mm -hmm. to finish the work he started in us. And that includes rooting all of that out. So. And I think that's where it started for me is, is really trying to understand faith and faith alone to where I don't just get the doctrine, but mm-hmm. it's actually the way I move and live mm-hmm. and the way I think. Well, right. Cause so it what, should penetrate yeah. every part of us. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need to make it first nature. I, I, uh, to try to, because I'm regenerated. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's my new creation. Right. I have an old nature that's done away with. I have a new nature 
And so that new nature needs to walk in the things that it encompasses. And right. that is eternal security within the Lord and, and understanding and confirming your election. Right. And uh, it's a controversial uh, topic, too, as well, eternal security, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but we say once saved, always saved. And with Reformed theology, we go a little deeper than that. We go right. through the, perse- of, to, yeah, the, through the perseverance of the so saints. So I think, so. to interrupt you really quick, one of the things that we want to say, we and we were planning to record this episode last week, and like Nick said earlier, this year has just been kind of a barrage of things coming up to delay mm. and postpone our recording, but that's okay, because mm. the enemy shall not conquer. prevail. Yeah, yes. they shall not prevail, yes. Um, we have been, we Nick and I have never, <laughs> have never put on airs that we hold to any other theology than reformed theology and Mm -hmm. in in that we believe that scripture is very clear about certain things Mm -hmm. um what we are not saying when we go through this series which hopefully will have multiple installments over time right Mm -hmm. um this is my disclaimer i'm making is that we don't love and believe that there are Many brothers and sisters, saved, believing, regenerate brothers and sisters who do not hold to the reformed belief. Mm -hmm. Um, But we are going to call out what we believe is bad theology Mm -hmm. and how it is harmful. Mm -hmm. And so at the risk of being offensive to anyone, please understand like that we love you, but we're going to be truthful and honest here Mm -hmm. and so some of the the experience that i'm going to relate to you guys today is probably an experience that lots of you guys have had as christians in various churches especially in the united states Mm -hmm. um i can't really speak for other countries you might be able to like if you know understand a little more of like the the history of like church movements which mm-hmm. i i don't have a strong mm-hmm. understanding of any of that <clears throat> yet um so yeah our goal here is not to offend anyone just like to hurt anyone's feelings you know um but it is to be truthful and analytical about what we experience mm-hmm. so <clears throat> with and that, the and the evolution of our theology too as right, well right 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 I mean, right um and uh, we're Christians. We don't like that term evolution, mm-hmm. but you know what we mean by that. And I love that term. I just yeah. don't believe in Darwinian. Yeah, evolution. I don't just <clears throat> don't believe that Darwin's version of it uh, ex- mm-hmm. actually exists. Well, I mean, I I believe like um, that we do we do adapt like our envi- mm-hmm. to our environment. I think that's absolutely real. Yeah. Um, but you are not the product of 600 million years of yeah. evolution from a, a single cell, cell amoebic bacteria. Well, and, and that's part of bad theology too as well. Like, right, um, it, that we, is a great example We of have that. Andy Stanley saying that evolution doesn't conflict with the Bible. And I, there's a central doctrine. First of all, do you believe that Jesus believed in evolution when he bring up Adam and Eve? Obviously, he he did not. He believed that there were little characters, or literal people. Do you believe that people are image bearers of God? Right. And if that's true, right. how can we be the great mm-hmm. ancestor of an ape? Yeah. Now, I can go into all the apologetics uh, to, and to the philosophical side about presuppositions, ontology, yeah. metaphysics. This, is, this isn't a conversation we're having today. It's and, not and, about and, yeah, the bad theology can, of evolution. We can... We can. But just a simple reading of scripture, if you don't want to take Genesis literally, there would be other things that you would have to, um, like Romans 5 that says that, um, you know, through one man came sin. Right. Denying that Adam and Eve were people. Right. And we're just monkeys. Yeah. Actually, it denies the existence of original sin. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it denies all of Genesis. Yes. And also especially de- Genesis one. Yeah, and also denies the headship of Adam. See mm-hmm. what, uh, what they'll do is keep the headship of Christ, right? right. You're either in it, Adam or you're in, or Christ. in Christ. This is Romans five. This is a central doctrine. It is controversial doctrine too, as well, because he says that death reigned from uh, Adam to Moses when there was no law right. and lo- uh, sin is only counted to you when there is a law. Right. But because death reigned from Adam and Moses, that means we were imputed with what? His sin. His sin. Because he did receive a law. 
Right. Don't eat the fruit. Right. His law was... <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. Stay away from that their tree. And so we die because of Adam. Right. Now. In that same way. Yeah. That Adam acts as a head. Yeah. Right. So does Christ. So does Christ. So if you don't want Adam as a head. You can't have Christ as one either. Why are you thinking it's fair for Christ, Christ. To, to represent yeah. you? Oh, that, I just got goose pimples. And you're like, well, that. that's not fair. And I go, but no, is it just? None of it's fair. Yeah. Right. You don't actually want fairness. Yeah. Because if fairness, there is no mercy. Yeah. Then you just belong in Adam and then it's hell. Right. Hell. But. Um, so anyway, I do think that's a great episode to come to, but, but today mm-hmm. is, uh, our conversation is going to be a result of, uh, rotten fruit that I saw, uh, manifest on Easter. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. It's rotten. Um, and then Nick is going to talk about his experience when he was first saved it kind of is an extension from our ocd discussion which i think is going to be super super helpful it was just gas don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) you are cracking me up today um so bad theology hurts people i think i'm think i'm guilty of this a lot of the time or or i have been very guilty of this in the past of kind of limiting that or what my understanding of bad theology hurts people to kind of the big dogs, like mm. the, the insane cults, mm. like Manson, um, the hail bop, you know, all mm. Jim Jones, all of this, like mm. these, these very awful, violent, mm. sinful death machines that's kind of where my brain first goes and i and that's fair that is included in this and actually specifically to um arizona city colorado city Mm -hmm. where um warren jeffs Mm -hmm. and mormon fundamentalists like that specific cult um because we are in arizona so it it it's close closer to home i think about that and i think about how how visible the rotten fruit are looking at certain mm-hmm. groups of people who have bad theology. David Koresh and Waco and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, child brides and... Yeah. Uh, excuse me, that's vile. But I think the truth is that most of us, again, I'm guilty of this too, for a, a lot of the time, don't notice the more subtle an insidious rotting fruit that come from bad theology that we hold to mm. in our own Christian walk. Even when we have a, a good understanding of like, this isn't a works-based righteousness system, you know, faith, great salvation through faith without any work. That's how we obtain Christ's forgiveness and eternal life. Right. <clears throat> a lot of us still, have theological under underpinnings that are extremely distorted and misinformed and result in rotten fruit manifesting very like insidious is the word that keeps coming to mind Mm. it is subtle it is slow and creeping like the way a vine a rotten vine like would would strangle out a good and healthy one right so Man, I feel like it was really dark and ominous. No, I mean it. That's Hashtag kind of tag kind of the, mood. Yeah, well, it's kind of the substance of <laughs> yeah uh, of bad that, theology, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, my husband and I and our son were invited to attend Easter service in the morning with my in laws, with my husband's parents, and I want to say these people are the best people that you could ever meet his parents. They both love Jesus. Um, they are extremely active in their church and I'm not going to get specific outside of that. They, they clearly love the Lord. They love their family very well. And their church was having like a breakfast thing 
on Easter, which was mm-hmm. super nice. And like, mm, that's the, traditional. Yeah. Is that traditional? Yeah. I didn't grow up in the church, guys. So it's like a uh, sunrise service with a little. Uh, it wasn't that early. Thank yeah. God. Praise you, Jesus. Uh, uh, it was, I always went to a sunrise service. When yeah. I, was a I kid. would so yeah. do that. Actually, it sounds kind of fun. It seems nice. Yeah. 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 Well, especially here because it's not freezing. Yeah. I mean, it might be chilly, but it's not right. going to be freezing. Um, anyway, uh, it walking in to, I will say that this is a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Um, and walking in everyone, like, I mean, ev- my husband and I, we've been to a service there before, but we're basically fresh meat, right? Mm-hmm. Like we walk in and people don't know us. They mm-hmm. may have heard of us because of my in-laws, but like, hi welcome we're so glad you're here Mm -hmm. the hospitality Mm -hmm. is like unparalleled Mm -hmm. it's it's great you feel like you're walking into a warm hug good old christian folk good old christian folk right like it little little brown church in the veil kind of comes to mind you know um and so we eat breakfast we're chatting with people there is this unbelievable choral performance like there's an adult choir a kid's choir i'm like trying not to cry listening to these little I can't remember what they sang one of a hymn and it's flat and it's it's marvelous it kind of sounds like a chant because that's really what they can get out um but it just made my heart so happy I see my mother-in-law up there in the choir and like she is just singing every word to the Lord like you can see her Mm -hmm. loving Christ it is truly like that I'm part of her legacy is very cool. Right. And, and, uh, they, it's like some, we need to do something like this at Apologia. We need to have a choir and a Mm. kid's choir. I just like, don't know who I need to convince. Um, we're we're all good at singing at once. Yeah. But if you heard me individually, (laughs) I don't need a solo unless we're going to turn every hymn into a punk song. I don't think I can sing You're going to have the first solo, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Talk Um, about bad theology hurts people. (laughs) Bad, 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 bad Nick. uh, Bad Bad voice hurts people. Bad voice hurts people. So it was super sweet. They have two pianists. One's on a baby, baby grand on one side. The other's on an upright. Yeah. It's just very well done. Very polished. And lovely like a Mm -hmm. sweet experience um very grateful that Mm -hmm. we were there and able to attend and um i lean over to my mother-in-law because the or not to my mother-in-law my uh father-in-law because the i'm like this has been like half an hour of singing which is great and and again guys i didn't grow up in church like i don't i don't know what is normal you mm-hmm. know in terms of like i've have, been to plenty of churches like you're describing right yeah. have like a choral pageant in the beginning and i love it i love music and mm-hmm. i love singing and so I, I lean over to my father-in-law and i ask so are we gonna have a message too like i was just confused like is this a mm-hmm. is this only a choir performance oh, it's a baptist or? church you're definitely gonna have a message there. okay so that was almost verbatim mm-hmm. what my father-in-law said <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we wouldn't be I, here without a message. There, there are some churches. There are some churches where it's all liturgical with no preaching, uh, no preaching whatsoever. Uh, maybe a couple verses here and there, and then they sing a song and they light a candle. A couple more verses, sing a song, light a candle, and then they dismiss. How interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like maybe doing a tour of the different kinds of church services mm-hmm. would be a fun psych yeah. experiment. Anyway, um, the main. So the main pastor, uh, the preaching pastor gets up and starts giving a message and it's you, this guy, like, I don't know him, but he's clearly a brother in Christ. He loves the Lord. He loves the Lord. He loves God's people. Mm -hmm. Like you can feel it coming off of him. Mm -hmm. And he, he is preaching the death, burial and resurrection of Christ. You know, like, is he, he a round guy with white hair? No. <laughs> is that the typical Baptist preacher? Go ahead. <laughs> is that the typical round? Southern with Baptists hair? or independent <laughs> fundamentalist Baptists? Yeah, they're always round with, with white, white hair. hair. Yeah. No, no, just no. Just jolly. Yeah. No, no, not like, but um, just you can tell like the way he's talking about the Lord, like he loves the Lord mm-hmm. and he is nailing the essential, the essential components of an Easter sermon. You know, Christ died, was buried, and then 
was alive, mm-hmm. right? Death, burial, and resurrection. So then about halfway through, <clears throat> what ended up being about halfway through the sermon, he says to the room, God is practically begging you to trust in him. Mm. And there was no one to like roll my eyes. James was next to me, but he was <laughs> dealing with a baby. Oh, okay. Um, but I, so I just did one of those, like I closed my eyes, like don't look at anyone. Like maybe if you just become invisible, like you won't have a reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a coping mechanism I use that, uh, and it served me like I, but my, my heart in that moment like I, this is going to sound really hyperbolic, but it was, it was shattered for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, how dare you, sir, characterize my Lord, the creator of our universe and everything in it. The reason your heart beats, the reason you draw breath as a beggar who Mm -hmm. needs me Mm -hmm. to trust in him. Mm -hmm. So that was my reflex thought. Mm -hmm. Then (laughs) I thought about every person in that room and especially the people who were not believers yet and how sad it was Mm -hmm. that they were being taught about a God like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the remainder of the sermon was spent as an entreaty to, if it was very transactional, um, like if you have something missing in your life, if you aren't sure where you're going when you die, if you know you're a bad person, but just don't know what to do about it, trust in Christ for forgiveness and let's get that taken care of this morning. Let's before you leave here today, let's make sure that's taken care of like, like a let's sign at the dotted line. Um, and so prayer card, they also did an altar call, which I'm sure that was not my first experience witnessing an altar call, but I actually uh, don't mind altar calls real quick. And then I'll, I'll defend what I believe an altar call is. Sure. Uh, the way you're getting ready to describe it well, is what I don't believe in. Go ahead. Well, he, I mean, so, I, I know exactly what you're getting ready to say. But yeah. Well, okay. So, and maybe you'll like, you'll educate me here a little bit about like, I didn't realize there were like different versions of this. Um, yeah. but he, he, he basically invited anyone who, well, he had the whole congregation close their eyes. That's, mm-hmm. That was the, the directive we were given. And then he asked anyone who either A, wanted to like dedicate their life to Christ the, for, for the first time, wanted to rededicate wanted to whatever like that that those, rededication thing is huge in youth camps yeah yeah well. like let's re rededicate our life to the lord okay so the whole time <laughs> like please come to the front sorry that was the end of the call mm-hmm. like please come up to the front so that we can pray for you or whatever and then there's an invitation to everybody else in the congregation who is there to just pray with fervor in those moments over the people that might be up there mm-hmm. at the altar um And I, 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 my prayer was not that (laughs) my prayer was, um, Lord God, please like in your unending grace and mercy, please save people even through this. That was my, he certainly does. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I believe that I believe Mm -hmm. that fully. Um, so it, it might be odd, to some of you, like why all of that bothered me mm-hmm. so much. When you can just separate and go, eh, you know, it's, yeah. it's bad theology, but, eh, but the so, essential gospel is there. But, he, yeah. And here, here's the thing. He essentially told the room, if you don't say the right thing, 
if you don't preach the gospel the right way, if you don't, if like, if you don't appeal enough for Christ, Mm -hmm. the person in front of you, that could be the reason they spend eternity in damnation. So like think about the guilt and the shame that's associated with Mm -hmm. something like that, taking on the responsibility, like you somehow Mm -hmm. have the power to elicit salvation somehow. Mm -hmm. Like it's a work of your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have a friend who grew up in an Armenian church and she had really serious anxiety Mm -hmm. growing up. For that very reason, because she felt constant guilt, like, did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Did I, did I do it well enough? Did I present the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. Did I present the gospel right? Did I, was I like glorifying to Christ or did I shame him? Think about the weight of that. Mm -hmm. And it is so incorrect. Mm -hmm. You, we are called to be faithful. We're called to be obedient and we're called to make disciples. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But never anywhere Mm -hmm. does it even allude to the idea Mm -hmm. that it is something within us Mm -hmm. that causes another person to believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's God's work of um, well, the work of Christ and the Holy Spirit applying that work of Christ. It's the work of the Holy Spirit regenerating you. If anybody's genuine and says, yes, I want to come up front yes. and pray, you were saved before you even went up there. Yes, amen, um, brother. And yes, I do believe that you have to confess and you mm-hmm. have to say, but the reason why you say this um, is, is is coming into question here. Right. It also says that we suppress the truth and unrighteousness and that there is no righteousness on us. Right. Um, and so, well, uh, it, it gives this like illusion that it's a choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so again, I, we are not trying to be offensive to anyone because I am sure there are a lot of people out there that that is absolutely what they believe and think about their salvation. Mm-hmm. But I'm here to tell you that scripture says otherwise. And I am living proof that it was not, I chose nothing. Mm. My, my actual salvation experience felt like being Mm. punched in the throat. And like my orientation was, I will never choose this. That was my thought. The moment before God saved me. We love because he first loved us right so i like for those of you that grew up in christian households and don't have the like you have a an uneventful testimony praise Mm -hmm. the lord for that praise the lord for that that you understood your need for salvation your Mm -hmm. sin the weight of your sin and you looked to christ and you believed in him without having to do any of the Mm -hmm. litany of horrible things that nick and i have done yeah let's yeah i mean that's that's an understatement right like yes so let's let's go back to the character and substance uh, of God when yes. it was like God is practically begging uh, you, and that kind of set you off because first of all, it did, it really a, did. He's a high and mighty God, King, Prophet, right. Priest. Guys, Jesus um, is not this like flower wielding yeah, hippie. Yeah, he, go read Revelation. For yeah. goodness' sake, go read and he Revelation. Commands ev- uh, every man uh, uh, to repent. Oh, he commands commands. So the, the gospel isn't a suggestion. No, it's a command. It isn't God getting on his knees going, come to me, come, come to me. Trust me. I just um, need you to trust I, me. You know, because of free will, I can't do it oh, for you. Um, guys. I, if God wants to save you, I, it's not up to you. Yeah. It really isn't. You have no choice in the matter. You, uh, God yeah. does of those. The father has given me. I will lose yeah. none. The father decides. And remember the human disposition we say can't come to Christ unless he draw uh, the list of father draws him. Right. That's John six. The reason why you can't is not because there's some kind of prohibition, right? It's because you do not want to, because you don't want to, because, and if you do want we to, well, then the work of the spirit is doing, is something. doing that. If you <laughs> want God, that is not of you. Yes. That is what scripture tells us. We are dead right. in our sins and the, trespasses. The gospel is a stench of death to people who, who are, are perishing. Right. Yeah. But it is the very uh, gift of life to people who are being saved. Right. So there's two people. There's two kinds of people. The goats and the sheep. Right. The sheep were declared. And they hear hear the voice. 
so of their shepherd and they obey it. Listen to the bad theology part. The reason why yes. we can get offended so much is because the Lord and Savior that we've come to know and who was hiding mighty, uh, high and mighty without passions, unchanging. Right, right. Uh, immutable. Said, follow me and not the other way around. Right, right. And this actually kind of dissociates you uh, from your own identity. If right. you don't realize that you're a creature and your position in this earth, you've missed something about you. Yeah. That, uh, that, uh, well, that is essential. You have your, there's a part of you that's still esteeming yourself an idol. I, I'm, let's get down to brass tacks. The tire story that yes. we just said. Okay. That I always bring everything to, uh, back to identity. We always yeah. talk about that identity, 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 yeah. identity. It's about ninety-five, if not one hundred percent, of right, every because, existential problem. Well, which makes because, <laughs> like, as a Christian, you know your identity. Right. Like, you don't have to be on this existential quest yeah. to figure out who you are. You yeah. are made in the image of God Amen. to glorify Him and enjoy yeah. Him forever. Me knowing that I'm a lump of clay, malleable, in God's hand. <laughs> why is that funny that's true because i immediately imagine so you guys can't see us but nick is holding his his like <laughs> arm up with his like his palm up like he's holding a lump of clay yeah. and so i imagined you holding a lump of you like clay you i am a lump of me <laughs> anybody and ever then you said malleable so yeah. then you started yeah 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 manipulating yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he that's what romans 9 says like 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 yes like there's there's one lump, there's one for dishonorable right. use and one for honorable use. Can the potter use. not decide what he is going to do with the clay? And I, I you know, I met, I, I immediately went, why did you have to destroy my tire for me to preach the gospel, the gospel to that guy? Because mm-hmm. that was the point. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say that wasn't the, the point. The point is always dying to self. I mean, there was a right. million things going on, but of course. The, I knew that was my job. Yeah. Because he molded me and shaped me that way. Seven years ago, I would have cared less. <laughs> less. Right. And it wasn't because he begged me and then he did a good work. It's because he did a good work. I'm sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm tearing up right now. Because he did a good work first. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was a blasphemous person. This has helped me keep me in check by keeping God above me and me below him. Mm-hmm. This is also... Uh, uh, Exiled anxiety and angst from my mind and from my heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say the word exile that. Mm-hmm. It's banished. It's not allowed to come back. And right. I, that's what I, how, oh, I want my mind to think. I'm not saying that I'm never anxious. No, no, no. But I want my mind to think that it's... Like you can't not, live here. Yeah. Right. You're not welcome in the house of the Lord. You don't get to Lord. dictate me. You don't get to put me above God. You don't get to disassociate me from God. And yes, anxiety can puff you up if you were trying to flock to other means to solve it besides God. Mm. So uh, in this culture, it's self-affirmation and it's uh, you go girl kind of thing. Self-care. Or, yeah, yeah, you're, you're awesome. You're this, you're this and this and this. And listen, you're an amazing creature. Don't get me wrong. Right. But you are a creature. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So I think that the, an extension to, the, and I'll like I'll end talking about my whole experience. It just, it ruffled my, it ruffled my Easter feathers. Um, I can see in my mother-in-law that angst sometimes of like, and uh, I think a lot of mothers can understand this. Yeah. Like we want our children to be saved and we want our, we want generations to come from us to be saved. Yeah. But when you believe that salvation is that flimsy, right, that it is simply about you deciding you're going to follow Jesus and that's really all that happens, um, it becomes very easy to lose your Mm -hmm. salvation with that kind of theology. Mm -hmm. And that is a breeding ground Mm -hmm. for anxiety. If you like, how can you ever trust really that somebody is saved? Because there are a lot, plenty of people that make professions of faith that don't believe it. I mean, Matthew 13 emphatically says that there will be, and there are multiple dispositions of those people that fall away. Yeah. But there's only one disposition that yields the crop 30. Right. And a hundredfold, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, you know, there are more dispositions um, to look at uh, uh, about people following faith. Trials, sufferings, 
all that, the cares of the world. That's what it says. You know yeah. what I mean? And they mm-hmm. fall away because, well, I wanted to come to Jesus and everything would be all right. Right. Which and, is not at all the gospel. And they gospel. weren't taught suffering. No. Yeah. Um, or picking up your cross or anything. Right. I, I, I've said this before and I will continue to say it. If you think as a Christian that you are going to avoid suffering, and this is a whole other topic, like the prosperity gospel is bad theology is, mm. is another topic. We like talked about another. this with her theology. We did. I remember, yes. Um, if you miss that you will suffer as a Christian, you are missing the crucifixion. If, if God, not sparing his own son, right, if Christ died to atone how on earth how on earth do you spend even one second believing that you are entitled to escape and avoid suffering for Mm. christ's sake fullness of joy pleasure forevermore right Mm. with the lord that coexists with suffering Mm. how (laughs) well i mean it it does Hebrew says he did, I mean, and Romans for that matter, he did not spare his own son. No, guys. Therefore, he, he won't spare you. He's not, so. And it th- tells us to consider his suffering right. in our sufferings. And, he, and we have to we share in We become more like Christ in every trial we suffer yeah. through. That mm-hmm. is not a diminishing mm-hmm. or an invalidation yeah. of the pain. It's actually the only thing that m- gives it meaning mm. at all. Now, here's some bad theology, too, is because what we just said is emphatically true. Yeah. There's no way around it. You're not going to get out of this world without bleeding. Christ didn't. You're not. You're not. However, we hyperize that, even that. A lot of people want to emphasize that and only that and right. say, if you're not suffering, you're not doing something right. right. As if there's no prosperity at all. Which is ridiculous. So the prosperity gospel wants all prosperity. And then the people that want to dissociate it from it want all suffering. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, and there's not just even a balance in between this. Uh, 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 this The book of Ecclesiastes says, in the day of prosperity, rejoice. But in the day of adversity, consider this. He has made one as well as the other. Mm-hmm. You are a creature. You will enter into things that joy and reward Guys. and happiness and then sadness and <laughs> anger and suffering is and confusion and all scripture. that. We are, yeah. we are to feast well and we are to fast well. This is why we have what we call Murphy's law, right? (laughs) And it's not whatever bad can happen. It's whatever can happen, will happen. Uh And I'm not going to say this is a, that's a thing to live by, but whatever can will, right? (laughs) And whatever you can go through, (laughs) you most likely will go through, but it's by the sovereignty of God. Right. The admonishment there, the encouragement and exhortation there is rather than trying to avoid suffering, why not try to learn to cohabitate with it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. To suffer well, mm-hmm. um, not an easy task. Nope, especially if you have a dog named Ivan. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about Robert's dog. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, that animal has just sanctified me yeah. so much. Yeah. No, he's really he's a good dog. He's a smart dog. He is a chewy dog. Mm. So, um. I feel like we should do an installment where we just talk about your, like, since I kind of monopolized our entire conversation with my experience on Sunday. You want to? I think so. I feel okay. like we have enough to, we clearly feel very passionately about bad theology hurts people mm-hmm. and have a lot to say. So I'm not sure that we'll record it immediately. This is like, this is going to be an ongoing series that yeah. we kind of come back to. So. Yeah, mine's sort of an extension from what we talked about in OCD. Right, uh, right. And His example, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I'm going to pr- talk about the process of sanctification. So we got about yeah, about five minutes left, mm-hmm. if you want to. And I want to sort of expound on the character and nature of God and why it's important to really understand him mm-hmm. and why bad theology hurts people. First of all, we talked about anxiety, angst, depression. Uh, we talked about... Um, um, you mean in the past? Of yes, our episodes. yes, yes. Uh, we talked about things that bring us down because we didn't have a correct worldview. This is all... It seems like uh, uh, when you dissociate from God's design, things happened, right? Um, 
in our confessions of faith, it says, um, you know, in the 1689, or if you hold it to, to the Westminster, same thing, that God is not moved by passions. What does that mean, Nick? That he's actually immutable, right? Like he's unchanging. What? Yeah, I, I go to another <laughs> word that you have to define. <laughs> I was like, tell us what all, no, I yeah, mean, yeah. I know what it means. But yeah, it's, but he's unchanging, right? From everlasting to let, everlasting, he is God. Okay, right? so like, let yeah. that blow your mind for a second, because right. it blows mine all the time. Yeah. Well, so like when you're a wreck yeah, and you're crying or you're angry, God is the same. He is not. Right. He like, he doesn't have a reaction to that Mm -hmm. the way that we understand the reaction. Right. right? And you, he doesn't respond to you in a such a way as like, well, I wasn't going to do anything, but this guy said something Uh or this guy did something. Um, he moves by his sovereignty and his own nature and character and acts accordingly to mm-hmm. that. And what I mean by that, and it sounds confusing too as well, he governs ends as well as means and means is, uh, uh, to those ends, right? Dr. White says that all the time. So right. everything. I think also we have to make clear. So stirred by passions, mm-hmm. that there's a difference between God reacting. Oh, that's the wrong word to use. God had responding to sin yeah, and because he, of his character. He because doesn't of have his, impulses or anything. Right. Like yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, everything really good, is done according to his nature, wisdom, right. order, structure, everything. A really good. Re- He's a rock. Right. A really good resource actually for this is desiring God.org. Um, even I the book love, I mean, by John Piper. Right. I love me some John Piper. Um, there's some stuff we disagree about, but he's a great prolific brother in the faith. And you can seriously access for free on Desiring God all like his sermon treasury all mm-hmm. the way back to like 1983. It's like 40 Before years. I was born. Yeah, it's like 40 years of. Things. It's um yeah. guys. I can't even. So he's, he is so in love with Jesus. And when you listen to him read, when you read him and his prose, you can just feel it. But he -hmm. does a series um, on the names of God, which is really a character study about God. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like eight or nine sermons. It is so powerful. And you get, you get such a like well-rounded view of his nature. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, go check it out. And then what's the, what is the really famous Piper book? The title? Desiring God. No, 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 no. Then it's like the pleasures of God. That's oh yeah. What I, that's what I'm God. thinking yeah. of. Yeah. 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 He's a Christian hedonist, right? He even yes. sort of coined that term and doctrine. I love and, that so much. I, I, well, I just love that. The concept of that. Yeah. And I, uh, I actually don't uh, uh, agree with the holistically, but no, I, no. I, 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 the fundamentals of what he's talking about, who can disagree um, we've got mo- Christ, yeah, you know, God is most glorified uh, in us when we are most satisfied in him. In him. Uh, it's that whenever situation, I mean, this is what Paul said. I That's- found a secret yeah. to every situation, right? I know what it is to be hungry and, 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 and full, right? Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, me. Yeah. Um, which means in every position I have to be satisfied in him. And that means when your tire blows out on the freeway, <laughs> right? Um, or sometimes even when we hear bad theology too as well. Um, uh, I remember hearing a bad sermon because I was yeah. at a church and I'll go, and I, all of a sudden my your eyes went down up, yeah. and I was offended because I didn't believe that, but then also I wanted to be sort of a, a logic chopper too as well. Sort of the, this, uh, I know better. Oh yeah, a pride thing. I, yeah, yeah, pride thing. You know what? I did ask myself that question. Like, are you just, are, is this like a snob? Thing? And like my because I went back and I was like, my first thought was offense at how God was being mm-hmm. portrayed. And then my heart turned to just like, Oh, all these poor babies in here that mm-hmm. are hearing this nonsense and don't have the like good discipleship to know. Well, in your counseling experience, how many people come in with tremendous anxieties and things like that, that kind of possess a little bit of that, that, that theology um, um, or uh, certainly in mine, I can, I, I can tell you a few different stories just because I've been to multiple churches and have talked to, uh, uh multiple people of Presbyterian denomination, Baptist, Reformed Baptist, I'm talking to a lot of people. And I'm like, man, if you just understood, you know, your place in the kingdom and understood who God is and who you are in relationship to him th- yeah. because of Christ. Yeah. yeah. And 
you can only understand who you are if you understand God. And I'm yeah. saying that the more you understand God, the better off you are into yeah. knowing your satisfaction in him. So if like, please just go read, mm-hmm. read lots and lots of stuff about, and if you're not a reader, like go listen to audiobooks. like go familiarize yourself mm-hmm. with solid teachers mm-hmm. who love Jesus and are going to accurately portray him. Vodi Bakum is another one. Mm-hmm. You can't listen to like a sermon series by Vodi and not find yourself both like more intensely awestruck and like, like almost like breathless, like your breath is robbed of you when you understand God's majesty more. Mm. Right. And, uh, um, and just love him more at the end. Like you just can't, it's not possible. I got one more thing to say before we wrap it up. Uh, we are actually uh, witnessing outside of the Mormon temple here in Arizona in Mesa because mm. they had an Easter pageant. They do this every year. Talk about bad theology. Mm. I remember uh, directing a guy to look at all of uh, the people that were watching this play go on. And I said, you know, Matthew 7 says not everybody that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now look at all these people right. and, and say that verse. And he's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was talking to an individual about Christ, who he was, the substance of it. He was Mormon. And we had actually a nice dialogue. Good. And then he started to actually get re- very angry towards the end, towards me. Oh, really? And uh, I remember bringing up verses. I remember bringing up uh, his prophets and things like that. And he just goes, I got to go. Right. And right when he left... You know, I said, God bless you, you know, well, you know, whatever. And he turns around and gets really angry at me and holds his finger and puts it in my face. And he goes, I don't know why you uh, don't accept me. I accept you. Why do you have to condemn me to hell? Oh. And I looked at him and I said, well, that's interesting, sir. Because in the conversation that we have, uh, we're having, we were just talking about Jesus. I never bring up hell. Perhaps that you're combating with the truth. Yeah. And you bring this up in your mind. Um, Preaching a sound gospel will emphatically put truth into people. And he combated it in such a way where he he actually thought I said something that I didn't. I'm not saying that I shouldn't have said that. No, I think that he knew what, but he knows the truth. Right. Yeah. And we don't have to, sometimes we create bad theology just for the sake of somebody's comfort. Mm, Yes. Oh, that's so true. Please don't do that. Don't comp. Yeah. Don't compromise your own. Right. So if you're, you're you're listening and go, well, what's the big deal about the preacher saying begging because he, you know, he did present the gospel and God can save. Yes. God could, Draw a straight line with a crooked stick, as we say. Yeah. But we don't go searching for crooked sticks. The truth does penetrate and correct. And because I was talking about the correct nature of Jesus Christ, and he had a false one, Mm -hmm. a false Jesus that can't save, he knew exactly. Yeah. Not only was I saying to him, Mm -hmm. but that the real Christ was saying Mm -hmm. to him. And that's what we want to bring out of people is the truth. Bad theology hurts people primarily, not just because of mental illness, even though this is a a podcast about mental health. Yeah. It sends people to hell. Right. Right. Like we have every compassion in the world for people who suffer emotionally, mentally, right. Cognitively, but none of that compassion will keep you from hell. Mm. And you don't have an excuse. So Lord, I was depressed. You don't understand. (laughs) <laughs> right. There's no excuse. Right. Um, you know, you, um, and um, of course we're here to, to help you carry your burdens. That's what mm-hmm. the people of God do. Right. Um, and yes, we're going to enter into situations where maybe, maybe we needed help and we didn't get the help, mm-hmm. but there is no excuse from turning away from the Lord. If mm-hmm. he says, I will do a good work, I will do a good work. If you're truly saved, if you're truly born again, mm-hmm. um, you, you possess that spirit to do so. Mm-hmm. I promise you, that's not a lie. Right. That's not a lie. I've seen the uh, people with the most strenuous mental illness show up at church every week, right. labor with us. Yes, they struggle mm-hmm. and they still love the Lord. Mm-hmm. Brainerd, one of them, look up uh, his diary. He Who? didn't have uh, uh, Brainerd. He was a, um, um, a Puritan, a disciple of Jonathan Edwards. What was his yeah. first name? David, I believe. David Dave? Brainerd. Yeah. Oh. Um, and uh, Brainerd is what I call him. But like, um, and uh, he wrote a journal. It was like, almost like Edgar Allan Poe-ish. <laughs> um, 
suffered from consumption, always sick. He died in his early 30s. You know, right. this was in the 1800s. He didn't have the, the medical care. Mm-hmm. Um, and he delighted only in the Lord Jesus. He couldn't even smile at a flower. Whereas Jonathan Edwards, his mentor, wrote about flowers mm-hmm. in the sea, in the sky, and things. Two dispositions. Right. Same goal, same um, same infatuation. <clears throat> with Christ. And with Christ. Um, and yes, sometimes you will frown. Sometimes you will be sad. That's no reason to capitulate to a false Christ. Yeah. It's every reason to pursue the real one. Right. Right. Yeah. That's it. So that is our like conversation, our first conversation about this, but we already came up with like three more episodes. Yeah. Um, while we were talking. So yeah, anyway, we hope this is, we hope this is helpful and we hope it's encouraging. And if you belong to a church where your pastor is saying any of those things that I said, may I just encourage you please to do take heart, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Take heart, do your own study, right? Go learn Mm. about God's character. Mm. Um, It's the best way to understand who you are. Yeah. Don't Mm. be offended by what we've said, right? If you, if you were like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, go learn about, about God's character, who he is. And then you'll, you'll understand. Mm. (laughs) Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think the next thing we'll do is uh, an episode on where you talk about. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll do, you know, uh, we'll keep going back to this topic too, as well. Yeah. Um, as episodes to shoot on because there's tons of of examples. Yeah. If you guys have examples of how, bad theology has impacted you yeah. or people you love, please, and please email us, message us. And please, this is not a topic that we shied away from in uh, previous episodes. Go back into our archive. Yeah. Uh, we did mass shooters. Yes. Um, talk about bad theology hurts people. The, uh, right. the, the, uh, the, the man that shot up the, um, the uh, Asian massage, uh, massage parlors mm-hmm. um, said he was a Christian. And then he walked around with his Bible and that Asian women tempted him. So he right. had to kill his sin. Uh, um, well, and, I mean, yeah. and like much more recently, mm-hmm. the shooting that happened in, Nashville, in, yeah. in the cr- a Christian school. Yeah. Um, just awful. Yeah. And so we have episodes on these and though we were talking about other subjects, we are always bringing up, um, God's, the, character. God's, uh, God's character, nature, substance, um, the truth in his word, combating right. against lies too as well. That was our major prayer today is that we want to combat against the lie. Yes. If you have any questions about this, please um, Reach feel, free out. To, yeah, feel free to contact us, contact your pastors yes. too as well. Find out right what there. you believe and why you believe it. Find out who God is. Right. You're, um, you're better for it. Uh, you'll understand who you are as well. May you decrease and him increase, but yes. may you be fulfilled because you put yourself uh, in the uh, the state of humility yeah. to understand who he is. And uh, if you're struggling with anything, we love you, we pray for you, but yes. take courage. He, he, Jesus, has overcome the world. Love you guys. Love you.